0: Threesomes and Hitmen. Threesomes and Hitmen, Seth. That's what this case is all about. It is. Also, A Doctor Doing Harm. So I haven't decided which title I'm going with yet, but uh, those are the two titles that I thought of when I saw this case. So let's go ahead and get into our um, usual case details like we always do. All right, So in,
1: uh, swap. You start with technology.
0: Sure thing. Um, So, in this case, the technology is going to be dark web violence as a service. So, if you've listened to our previous episodes, you may have recognized violence as a service, that phrase, because we talked about it in episode three, which was violence as a service with Pat the Bat. Pat the Bat! He's back! (laughs) He's not. I'm just saying his name. And then, um, we're also going to be dealing with cryptocurrency here, because that's how, you know, they basically paid each other
1: yeah so the crime here essentially i think there may have been several other crimes here but the main crimes here were um violence actually i would say really not violence as much as um a threat of violence here uh and similarly um so let's call it you know the legal term would be um uh conspiracy to commit as well as conspiracy to commit kidnapping and uh very, very specific uh, instance here, which you'll understand when we get into the facts of the case. Keith, tell us about the
0: uh, criminal here. All right, so the criminal a in this character. case, um, older. So we had a lot of um, the younger generation in our first few episodes. Here we have a 56-year-old physician, neonatology. I probably mispronounced that, but it, I'm as I understand it, that's basically uh, working with babies and pediatrics. But this criminal also had a dark side.
1: Yeah, and just as an aside, Keith and I are both parents. Um I have uh twins and uh I, I had to work very closely with the neonatologist because they're I guess generally a higher risk birth. And you know, my experience is anyone that works with kids, babies in a hospital are like literal angels, right? Both the nurses and of course the doctors. So to have somebody here who was such a Opposite of that was um, quite jarring, quite honestly. So uh, we'll learn more about uh, our doctor subject here in a bit. So the victims here were very interesting. So one was a former co-worker and then the other was an ex-wife. Now, what's interesting about the ex-wife is they shared a girlfriend and she ended up being a witness. So you kind of have three different characters here um in addition to our doctor here you have the girlfriend you have the wife and then you have the witness and we'll make sure that we're talking about the right people because they all were directly involved in the case here and keith why this
0: case so this case i thought it was interesting because even though doctors are supposed to do no harm this one was ready to do harm so sit back and enjoy episode 10 of e-crime bites (laughs) All right, so it's time for updates. So, first of all, first of all, it's a technical update. I have started, in this research process, I learn a lot about cases. Some cases I have just a little bit of information and I don't have a full episode here like we're giving to you. Some episodes or some cases aren't all the way done. You know, they haven't been convicted or something like that. But I have a pile of cases in my research. So I started this thing that I call E-Crime bites Nibble," And that's a BB as in like bites. Um, and the reason why is it's a little nerd humor. A nibble is a half a bite in computer land. So they're only a couple minutes long. And I basically just kind of give you a couple punchlines about a case. And I haven't really decided on the frequency. Um, the first few I've been doing every day, but it might be a few times a week. Cause it takes a little bit to, to do some research. And then I have it all linked to my blog with um uh, resources and all that kind of stuff uh, for the people out there that really like looking at more cases than we have. And I did this a little bit because some of the feedback we've gotten on the, this podcast is, you know, we're a little long winded and yeah, we're going to be on this podcast. We, we'll tend to be half an hour to an hour for each episode. Uh, but these bites I'm trying to give people that just want to, I I said bites, I mean, these little nibbles, I'm trying to give people just little snippets of cases that just want, you know, two to five minutes, uh, every other day or so a week. So if you go to our website, it's eCrimeBites, B-Y spelled in yellow, like the milk that I'm going to talk about in a second. But if you go to that up across the top, there's a new link as of this episode. It says nibbles and you click on that and it goes to my playlist of all these short cases. So if you want shorter cases than we're doing in these podcasts, feel free to look at that playlist. That'll hopefully solve that for you. So with that, let me get to my second update. So, okay, okay, you sons of bitches on the Internet that have contacted me about freezing milk, saying that you can freeze milk. First of all, yes. You can technically freeze milk. You can freeze pretty much anything.
1: Yeah, technically you can freeze anything if
0: it's cold enough. The problem here is what happens with the milk when it gets frozen and what happens with the milk when it thaws. And I realize I said unthaws in my first video, and people said that's not this. you know, oh, okay, okay. I mess up my words all the time. Just get, You're going to have to get used to it. But anyways, the yellow milk conundrum here, People were telling me all over the internet that, oh, you can freeze milk, you can freeze milk. Now, I realize I probably left a little detail out, Seth, that this kingpin froze milk that was in the 2% to whole milk range. So, we're talking about a lot of fat. So, I invite you to either Google search or do it yourself. Go freeze some whole milk and tell me what color it turns and what it looks like when it thaws out. It is so gross. And then I had people tell me it was spoiled. Trust me, it is. it was white, normal milk going in. It freezes, it turns yellow. And I've got a picture here for um, the people that are watching it on YouTube and for Seth here. This is a frozen jug of milk, Seth. This is what, it almost looks like orange juice, doesn't it? I was gonna say, it looks like the
1: same color yellow on the Ukrainian flag, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yellow. And
0: so, so, yes, I know you could freeze You know, skim milk, which is almost water. Completely different thing is this. Just wanted to point out that I'm talking about the full fat gross milk. Because when this stuff thaws, it doesn't quite turn back into the milk that you put into the freezer. Noted. All right. With that, you want to get our case started? All right.
1: So let's get it started. So let's go back a couple of years to April 5th of 2021, where the FBI gets a tip. From a news organization. So news organizations have been investigating a, quote, murder for hire service on the dark web in exchange for crypto, which I just wanted to pause on that. I think it's really interesting, right? Like all the proponents of cryptocurrency and how it's going to change the financial banking world. It sounds like it's kind of just become an unstable situation that's only used by, um, by uh, well, not only, but significantly used by criminals on the, on the underworld and the dark web. So what is the dark web? So for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, it's a little bit of a vague term, but it's an area of the web that can only be accessed with special web browsers that provide encryption. And why does it provide encryption? Because that's where most illicit activities happen, and you have to use a browser that generally falls under the category of Tor. Now, I'm going to pause on that because I want to uh, ask Dr. Keith here, um, uh, can you give us a a 20-second overview of what a Tor does, a Tor browser? Because I think it's important here.
0: Sure, it's a special kind of web browser that you can freely download off the internet and it connects to a series of computers to hide where your traffic is coming from. So basically, if you imagine um, you have a hundred computers out there and you send traffic to a website, it sends it into this hundred hundreds of computers. It sort of bounces around in there. And then if you're going to the internet, it will come out one of those and then access whatever it is you're accessing on the internet but there are also services inside tor itself so um these services that we're talking about in this case sound like it's actually on this tor network thank you keith so we'll come back to that because
1: it does form the basis of how our our subject here attempted to commit his crimes so The FBI finds that there was a user named SCAR215, and we're going to come back to that because there's a bit of a pattern here. Uh, SCAR215 was communicating with several representatives from dark websites to hire someone to harm two different people out in Spokane, Washington State. So the specific instructions were to assault one victim, and then for a second victim, potential victim... Uh, kidnap and assault and extort a second victim. There's actually more to it than that. It was even more insidious than that. Um, and that uh, the SCAR 215 would pay the, I guess, potential service provider here in cryptocurrency. And it was actually quite easy to correlate the victims uh, to come up with a suspect. And the suspect here was a neonatologist based out of Washington named Dr. Ron Ilg. ILG. So for those of you who are watching this, it's not LLG, it's ILG. But the guy was such a uniquely evil dude. uh, Keith and I are going to designate calling him Dr. Shitbag. Are we in agreement, (laughs) Keith?
0: (laughs) That works for me. All right.
1: So Dr. Shitbag. Um, So Keith, tell us a little bit about Dr. Shitbag.
0: Sure. So again, like we said, he's a physician for newborn babies. He lives in Spokane, Washington for 20 years. So long time Mm -hmm. resident. He put himself through medical school, so already we're seeing some pluses on his side, but hold on. We got a lot of stuff that's going to take these pluses off. He was a corporate medical director for of his medical group, so he wasn't just a doctor. Yeah, in this there, is a
1: high-level, well-respected, you know, long-term neonatologist.
0: Yeah, so he was um, director of neonatology unit at, um, geez, how do you say that? Deaconess, Deaconess. Hospital? Deaconess Hospital? Here's a very important point, Seth, is he was a fan of lions. Not quite the Tiger King, but he was a fan of lions. And, and we've heard a reference
1: to lion, right? His actual username is Scar215. And for those of you who uh, are fans of the Disney movies, Scar was the uh, the evil brother in uh, the very Hamlet-related um, Lion King movie.
0: Well, that was the pinnacle of his life, at least as far as we're talking about, because at this point we're talking about him being a subject of now I'm using quotes here because it was in court paperwork, but it's quote unquote unfounded workplace allegation and investigation that ultimately led to the loss of his job in corporate medical directorship. I read between What's the lines. But
1: let's, let's pause on that. Cause it's interesting. Cause if it was unfounded, why would it still lead to the loss of his job in corporate medical facility? Medical yeah, dictatorship, I think, excuse me. Directorship, I think, not dictatorship.
0: I think it was quoting his viewpoint on the subject.
1: Yeah, and by the way, there were indications that the, um, the unfounded allegations were of a sexual nature. And that actually makes sense because we're going to learn a little bit more about his proclivities shortly. Keith, a couple more points about Dr. Shippeg.
0: Yeah, so soon after his wife wanted a divorce. And soon then after what? Well, soon after this whole allegation episode happens, his wife wanted a divorce, but we're going to see some other things happen that actually spurred that divorce yeah, a yeah, little yeah. more quickly. Um, and then he claims at this point, he had a mental breakdown. Okay, so
1: let's get into some of the court documents here, because it's very illuminating on this case. So we uh going back in time a little bit from uh, where we started, which was April of 21. This of a time frame of February 23rd through the 24th of the same year, so a couple of months prior, uh, prior, I guess, to the news organization getting a tip on this, we know that there was a solicitation for a hitman against a coworker, right? So the court documents read in part uh, that in certain messages that were clearly recovered, and we'll learn how they were recovered, they were recovered from his mobile device, by the way, uh scar 215 sought the hitman to target victim one keith want to remind us who victim one is here i think it's easy to keep it straight as we move
0: yeah the co-worker
1: okay so yeah this was his co-worker so scar 215 well we'll find out shortly that that was dr shitbag uh sought a hitman to target victim one identifying her by name and her home address which is its own crime And the messages also indicate that SCAR215 slash Dr. Shitbag placed, excuse me, placed approximately $1,985 in Bitcoin into an escrow account for someone from the dark website number one to, quote, physically assault victim one by breaking her hands. Specifically, Target215 said, the target should be given a significant beating that is obvious. It should injure both hands significantly or break the hands. I tried to attach a pick, but it wouldn't load. So, ostensibly, this guy tried to load a picture of how badly he wanted his co worker's hands to be broken, which means she probably worked with her hands. So, he was going to inhibit her ability to do her job.
0: Well, In the subsequent uh, messages, let, scar let me back up there.
1: I'm sorry, Keith. Go ahead. Uh,
0: the picture he sent her, or the picture he sent the quote unquote hitman, is actually a victim one. So basically he gave the yeah he gave the information of victim 1 to the hitman including the picture
1: of victim 1. So in subsequent messages between Scar 215 and an administrator for dark website number 1, we never actually got the name of the website. Um Dr. Ilg or Dr. Shitbag again requested a hit on victim 1, identifying her by name and address. Uh he also sent an internet link to a picture of victim 1. So what's interesting here is a hitman generally indicates, at least to my knowledge, is someone to murder somebody. Um, I guess I'm not sure what the technical term other than thug is to hire somebody to injure somebody. But I guess he wanted to hire one guy to cover both um
0: uh, both of his potential victims. Let's move on, Keith. Yep. So that is victim one. Now we're the court paperwork starts to say victim two. So you start doing some research and looking through the court paperwork and victim two Ends up being the doctor's estranged wife. So now we have two victims. Victim one being the coworker, which I gotta pause for a second because we didn't say it. But if it's a coworker, I'm, if I remember correctly, the coworker is a doctor. So breaking a doctor's hands is pretty much screwing up that person's livelihood. And right.
1: specifically, if they work in a neonatology unit
0: yeah and that's that was his way of getting back for yeah basically there's a
1: reason why we're calling him doctor. Shitbag. That was an extremely <laughs> aggressive thing to do,
0: so now, the next month in March and April of twenty twenty one he starts looking around and putting Bitcoin in escrow on the same or the same series of dark web websites to hire a hitman to kidnap this this blows my mind i gotta stop for a second to to kidnap assault drug and extort his ex-wife well and in right in the messages he says this is the victim which is his ex-wife by name address work location and then he starts going on and um Starts talking about the violent acts that he wants to do, and it's extremely,
1: extremely specific as to what he wants to have happen to her. So, and I mean, Keith, you know, in reviewing the slides for this, it looked like it was extremely repetitive. It almost like he was like he literally had written out on a on a word document or text file the specific acts he wanted committed against his ex wife, and kept copying and pasting them over and over again.
0: Yeah, and let me – I'll i will go ahead and take this next one because he, he starts – it's not only her. It's her father and her pet dog, too. And, yeah, and
1: her pet dog. And by the and, way, my family and I have been on a John Wick marathon, so we really are taking that very seriously.
0: And you're going to see – I uh, see indications about a son in here, too. So it's not – it's pretty – he hes he's threatening everybody he can threaten. So some of these things that he talks about, he says – Now, this case, we have a lot of communication from him, and I'm going to try to read the interesting snippets and skip over what's not interesting. So, It's worth reading this one, though. This one's really good. Yeah, so at this point, Scar, so the doctor, says, I need a rush job for next week. I need the target kidnapped for five to seven days. While being held, she is given at least seven doses of heroin. She is also strongly persuaded to do a few things within weeks. 1. Stop so he's he's doing a list now. 1. Stop all court proceedings. 2. Return to your husband and the chaos you created. 3. Tell absolutely no one about this. Also, the team should plant heroin and used needles with her DNA inside. After about 7 days, she is returned to her home. And he continues. So let's just pause on that. we got a lot to unpack on
1: this. (laughs) I I, I ought to just break this down because I was reading this. I was like, holy shit. So let's be clear. He was hiring a hitman to kidnap his wife, make sure that while she was kidnapped, they were constantly giving her heroin. And then on top of that, making sure that they were planting heroin on her wherever she was staying because they were clearly estranged and make sure that there were needles that had her DNA in it to make it clear that she's a junkie and that she needs to be strongly persuaded after this is over of about seven days-ish, maybe six, maybe nine days. He was clearly open. She should be returned to go home and not to talk about this situation at all. I mean, it was really such a, a, um, a specific set of instructions, and he, he stuck to it because there's several instances of him communicating this specific set of requests to
0: the administrator or to the hitman directly and, and the thing is is we could stop the episode here and go hey that was a crazy episode right yeah <laughs> we're all that's done. crazy yeah. shit. See <laughs> hold on because he gets even crazier so let me continue so he goes on to he's like venting now at this point he says the target meaning his ex-wife destroyed two families and walked away as if she did nothing i want the- now let's pause hold on i'm sorry let's pause on this because this is he said two
1: families, right? And we're gonna figure out what he meant by that. It's not as uh, it's it's
0: more interesting than you might think from just the statement. Yeah, he says I want the target kidnapped for seven days. Already, holy crap, seven days. While being held, she will be given injections of heroin at least two times per day. Now, here, stop. This is where my mind went. Oh my god, he says she will be taught to do it herself. And pics and videos of her doing on her own should be collected. What? My, my, how do you, how do you even do that, Seth? (laughs) How do you even do that? You, how do you teach somebody and they go, all right, well, you're on your own. Good, good luck with that heroin. I mean, I guess, and by the way, (laughs) the amount
1: of money he was going to be paying the kidnapper, the, well, the kidnapper and the, I guess, let's call it the thug, uh, because it wasn't murder. So I think Hitman's the wrong word. Um, Uh, Wasn't a ton of money. Like, it was not enough for the person, unless, I guess, the person was so desperate, in which case, would you really want to hire somebody who wasn't that good at this specific thing to do that? But, yeah, say, listen, I'm going to inject you with heroin now, but
0: at some point in this week, you need to figure out how to do this on your (laughs) own. Oh, God. So, it goes on. It says, he said, also, while being held, all means necessary will be done to get the following goals within two weeks of a release. And now he repeats all the, junk that I just said earlier so I'm gonna skip over a lot of this stuff about you know moving back with the husband and so forth he's but here he does
1: also threaten she should also be told that the family's yeah health including her father and her kids meaning not the father of her kid her actual father and her own kids depend on her completing these rules meaning to pull all court documents I guess basically to you know not continue with the divorce proceedings and to move back home and say I love you hubby um, but there's also there's a follow-up where he gets a little more specific, too, about some requirements he has upon her returning home after being kidnapped and injected with heroin. He yeah, did threaten it, that her dad would be severely beaten or her dog be slaughtered. Now, what's interesting, it wasn't and her dog. It was either she's going to have to choose and her father getting his ass kicked or her dog being murdered. I find that to said- be pretty fucking
0: evil. Oh, yeah, and he also said it'd be, also, it'd be unfortunate if her older boy became addicted to heroin. which was Right, like, and any oh, and all man. persuasion
1: should be used by the thug who would be ostensibly taking on this, this project. And this needs to be done in two weeks. And there's a reason why he needed it done in a specific time frame. So, Keith, why don't you get into some more detail about a text exchange that Scar had had on his phone via the dark web that the FBI was able to recover.
0: Sure. So he continues on. This is more communication in the same sort of thread. And he says, first, let's ensure the goals are correct. I think you accidentally wrote not go back when, in fact, she must go back.
1: And then go back him. to him. Go back yeah. home to him.
0: This is the absolute goal that she must do for good bonus. And now he gives a list. He says, yeah, the bonus
1: being he would pay extra money to the thug to make sure that this project was completed.
0: Goals number one, stop all court proceedings. We talked about this. Two, don't go do no, go back do to go her, her back. husband, whether she wants to or not. Three, keep her mouth shut and tell no one about the kidnapping. Four, plant drugs in her home and use needles a day or so after collecting her. So if people start looking for her while she is detained, they will find them. Five, inject her with heroin two times per day. Teach her to inject herself. Six, send pics of videos of her injecting herself for bribery later. Her schedule I have described. I have been told she has kids every other week starting on Friday. She has kids starting this Friday. She works weekdays from about 8 to 4. When she does not have the kids, she works at the spa on Saturday and then Wednesday after work. I will use the external escrow, which... Meaning he's going to put some money up somewhere for this. Uh, he says, let's see. Hidden Wiki, where I first discovered your link, suggests the following. Bitcoin escrow, best escrow service on the dark web, low fees, insurance that both vendor and customers are safe by keeping the funds in a secure account until goods or services are delivered. And he goes on to say, can you please encourage your guy to start now? I have 40K in a wallet right now. I tried to send a pic of it, but I can't get this email to select that file. So right there, he's he's got to be showing his age, Seth. <laughs> right there, he can't select his picture.
1: But it's also like this wasn't like him, like just going off on a rant about like you know if he was in like a specific contained world, if he could do whatever he wanted, not have any consequences. This would be his revenge porn. He was like, well, I'm no, ready to go. I'm like, here's forty thousand dollars. I'm ready to make this happen right now. Go do your thing. Get your guy to go start committing all these crimes. Go.
0: Yep. He says, I will start moving the Bitcoin as soon as we agreed on an escrow, but it'll take a couple days to get there. I don't want to lose too much more time. If he collects her when she has kids, it will be immediately publicized. If she doesn't have kids and she is forced to send texts out to work and any nosy friends, she could say she has COVID and is quarantined. So please have him start now and send me updates and picks as soon as you have her and is the Bitcoin escrow going to work for us? Thanks.
1: Yeah. So the him is, he's talking to like an administrator of like this dark website that I guess is like a thug for hire uh, situation. There's actually a screenshot of it, which we'll get to. So we now are into the March and April timeframe. And this is a little more detail on kidnapping the ex-wife. So uh, this is another correspondence that the FBI was able to recover from our friend, Dr. Scar, 215, shitbag. Um, I am moving Bitcoin around for the independent escrow. I think being very clear about the bonus will avoid a dispute. I'm not sure what the dispute would be over, meaning, I guess, whether or not they did or did not meet the requirements, you know, of all the different things that he kept listing. He did, so did inject her twice a day, I guess. I, I right, <laughs> right. There's only one time he got her to get heroin, and he didn't inject, he didn't show her how to do it. So I propose the following. To earn the additional associated bonus, within two weeks of the target being released, she will have completed the specific goal. One, permanently withdraw all court motions and mediated agreements. Bonus. This is where it gets interesting because he adds a couple more things that has to happen here. Um, bonus of $10,000. So he's like, all right, if that happens, she gets 10 grand. I'm sorry, not she. The Whoever the thug is that gets hired to do this. Two, return to your husband by asking to move back home and fucking him at least three times within a two-week time frame. <laughs> so now not only does she have to return home she has to be willing to have sex with him three times within two weeks you know it's not a lot to ask for Keith right I mean that's not that many times so yeah I thought that was an interesting add on that um could you imagine like that all happened and he's like nope she didn't fuck me three times
0: sorry I'm not paying (laughs) that's why escrow baby that's why we have it in escrow (laughs) 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 oh god Oh so yeah he he continues on, and he I'm not gonna read every single thing here, but he basically all the things that we talked about with injecting her with heroin and planting drugs and scattering needles around and all that stuff he's got prices on everything it's ten thousand dollars for this, five thousand dollars for that, another five thousand dollars for this, so all those tasks that he was talking about to the thug earlier that we were just talking about. Now he's got like a he's got prices of like what they make as a bonus if they include all these extra things.
1: Yeah, and there's some other funny I will say there's a couple of funny details here when he's um talking to the administrator here trying to set this up. He keeps <laughs> throwing like interesting things out there. Um so he's like it's important to note that the husband does not know this is happening <laughs> even though he's the one planning it. Uh, cause he had a similar experience though, to make sure he will take her back, which he agreed to do. He agreed to take her back. Uh, which I think is a funny way to put it. Um, by the way, she is strong for a woman and she is stubborn. She will need lots of persuasion and she will say yes when she is thinking, fuck no. So after she is released a way to continue to encourage her, would be a good idea. Let me know soon if the escrow I named is acceptable. If so, I'll put 40 grand in there and I will put 20 grand today once we agree to get the escrow. I just thought it was funny. It was like, by the way, she's strong. Uh, and you need to really persuade her to do this. I, I, I don't know. I found that whole thing very, very amusing. Horrifying, but amusing. Yeah.
0: All right, so, so continuing.
1: Yeah, go either, ahead, Seth. All right, all right so on, on April 1st, now we're in April 1st, so we're close to when he got detained. Um, there's additional dark web kidnapping communications. Again, this is only one of the crimes. There's another victim, um, or potential victim, I guess. By the way, I can so diss- everyone. I'm going to give away the ending here. Neither the kidnapping nor the breaking of the other uh, uh, victim actually occurred. Um, he, he was caught before this. To earn the—this is why we can laugh about it, because if it actually happened, it would not be funny, obviously. So um, here is just an additional, another time he basically repeats all the specific things he needs to have happen here. Again, here specifically: how do you earn the additional bonus, associated bonus, within two weeks of the primary? the target being released? She will have completed the specific goal, which is permanently withdraw all court motions and all mediated agreements. Uh, Bonus of ten grand for that. Return to your husband by asking him to move back home and fucking him at least three times within the two week time frame. That's another ten grand. Keep her mouth shut and tell no one ever about the kidnapping. That's another ten grand. Uh, Inject her daily with heroin and teach her to do it. And supply pics and videos of her injecting herself. That's only five grand. Um, Plant drugs and use needles within her DNA with her DNA and the needles in the needles through her home. Provide some pics of drugs and needles again. You need that for later bribery purposes. That's another five grand. So my point. I just think it's interesting that he kept repeating it with a couple of small tweaks for several weeks on the dark web. Uh, basically looking to solicit somebody to do this for him.
0: And, and this will fly in the face of his excuse later. So it's, as you can see, he's saying the same things over and over and over. And you can't say, oops, I said that thing on accident, if you said it four or five times. right? Or he said it in total know.
1: you know, frustration, and this is what he would do. That's how angry he is. He clearly meant to do this.
0: Yeah, so in the next few days, between the April 2nd and April 8th of 2021, Um, again, Scar is talking on these dark web websites and now he's talking with one that is purporting to be affiliated with a foreign cartel. And maybe it's just me being a sarcastic guy and I'm reading this thing, but I'm reading this and I'm like, this fucker thinks he's really talking to a cartel over the internet. Like you're, you're going to see They actually like the names on here actually say like Sinaloa cartel and stuff. And I was just giggling to myself thinking this guy must actually believe this shit. So he's talking to what he believes is, um, a cartel and they're, they're meaning the doctor and his girlfriend, the same girlfriend they quote unquote shared with the wife. That's, oh, you got to break here for a second, but, the wife that he wants to kidnap and inject full of drugs and all that other shit. So there's a big web we're talking about here. So he's with the girlfriend in Mexico now and talking to what he thinks is the cartel. Are you following me? About well, let's this ex wife. So
1: you're right. He has a girlfriend, but it's not like this was a girl he was dating while he was on the outs with his wife. The girlfriend was also with the wife. It was a threesome uh, arrangement. Is that accurate? Yeah, and that's yep. important and because the the girlfriend was fairly close in a good way with the wife. She wasn't like conspiring conspiring with him to kidnap and inject drugs to the wife. She um, well, well, she she was close.
0: They were all close.
1: They were all <laughs> yeah. My point is, it wasn't like two against one. It was they were all kind of. Together, I don't know. It, it's I mean, clearly she wasn't together because she was with him in Mexico while they were restrained. While well, but the threesome had become two and one. But there's definitely a, a full threesome situation here.
0: Yeah, and if we slip and we don't we don't say the girlfriend and we say witness one, that's the same person. So she's not victim one, two, or three. She's witness one. Right. So remember, there's three main characters outside
1: that. of the doctor. Right. There is the ex-wife who's victim two, two. There's the colleague who was associated with the prior work situation, whose hands he wanted broken, is victim two. Victim one, one, rather. And then there's witness one, who is the girlfriend.
0: Yes. So while he's out there in Mexico talking to this fictitious cartel—I say fictitious because it sounds fictitious to me. This cartel on the dark web, he's still— sending these repetitive messages and I'm not going to read them all, but basically he's saying 5k for this 10k for that 40k in escrow. New escrow has started. Here's a code. You can go in and check that there's money in the escrow. This guy, he means business. This is an accidental at this point. And he ends up by saying, please have your man begin this weekend and send a timeline and pics and videos. The day he starts verification, I will do my best to answer any questions in a timely manner. First of all, I'm so happy he's so polite to this cartel and he's yeah. answer the questions in a timely manner. You know, if you go back
1: he actually says the job needs to start this weekend for the timing to work. Thanks. I thought that was kind of weird. Like you're hiring basically people to commit heinous crimes and you're being polite with certain uh end of sentences um polite. I don't know. I, I just thought that struck me as slightly amusing.
0: Yeah, and it's just so just get the point across now that he is really he's in deep in this. So continuing on the uh, communications on the dark web, this is the point where there's an alleged message from a person, and the name is Juan Admin Sinaloa Cartel. Now, I'm, I've am i never been part of a cartel, Seth, but if I was going to be part of that's a cartel, shocking. if I was going to be part of a cartel, I would never, ever put my name as Keith Admin Sinaloa Cartel, right? I mean, that's got to be like a huge red flag that this can't be serious.
1: Right. Well, it's also, and again, I'm not interested in the, uh, invested in the, in the violence for hire world, but basically, uh, Juan admin is basically saying to, uh, Dr. Shitbag, we we really can't get started here until we can see that you have the money uh, in a quote, quote, success wallet. He quote, cannot start the mission before you have funds in escrow. So, um, maybe they were legitimately going to carry it out.
0: I don't know. See, when I read this, I thought, okay, they got X amount of money from him. They were just going to push him for a little more and a little more and a little more. Well, he never
1: did part with a lot of money here, right? Uh, There was a lot of money. I don't know. I would argue for what he wanted done, it was not a lot of money. But we'll come back to that. Yeah.
0: So at this point, he thinks he's talking to the Sinaloa cartel to have his ex-wife drugged and kidnapped.
1: Well, kidnapped and then drugged. Let's put it in the right (laughs) order, Keith. (laughs) Yeah,
0: there's a whole lot of drugging, a whole lot of kidnapping with his yeah. ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Let's see. I don't want it to be too repetitive here, but he continues on to talk about the 5K he's going to put in escrow. Um, well, you know
1: what, Keith? Let's talk a little bit about the Bitcoin wallet for escrow. Let's maybe tell people what that is. This is an eCrimeBytes. Let's tell them what that specific functionality does, or is.
0: Sure. So um, if you haven't it- I apologize if you've heard a prior episode, so Bitcoin is a form of virtual cryptocurrency, so it's basically it's a coin that doesn't exist, but it exists in a mathematical sense that people put money into and so what the doctor is doing here is buying this virtual cryptocurrency and putting it into a wallet that is escrow on the dark web for the hitman to do all these jobs that we're talking about. Was there anything you wanted to add to that, Seth?
1: No, I think, you know, but it's not a physical wallet like you pull out of your back pocket, right? It's basically just a a storage repository for Bitcoin that, you know, has to be released by the owner.
0: Yeah, and at this point, in in these days, while they're in Mexico between April 2nd and April 8th, it looks like he's trying to get it, Executed in it, right? In well, that's movie. the key thing, right? He's he's trying to get it done, so he has the excuse:
1: "Say I wasn't even in the country when this happened. Exactly. How could I have planned exactly. it if I wasn't here?
0: Exactly. I didn't even know so, about it." Yep. So, at this point, you imagine there's a. If you rewind uh several minutes when we talked about a news organization and we talked about the FBI, so there's other people involved here, and there's an investigation going on. So. While he's trying to have this done to his wife, near the end of that vacation, the FBI and law enforcement finally start talking to victim two, which is the ex-wife, and they have an interview with her. And they started finding out that witness one, which is the girlfriend, who's still currently in a relationship with the doctor, is friends with victim two, the ex-wife, Right, Who's that's the, the whole
1: threesome thing. There was <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like the you know the girlfriend witness one was like, all right, yeah, I'm with you, doctor. We're not you know we hate the ex wife. They were all together still.
0: Well, no, 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 no. The ex wife has split from the doctor. Right. The two ladies the, though were still friendly. Yeah. So they're still friendly. So and not only still, that, they were kind of co-raising the kid, right? I don't recall with that one, but you can imagine with um the doctor here is trying to put money in an escrow to have his ex-wife kidnapped and drugged and here's the wit- here's the girlfriend communicating with her saying things like um yeah let's read the text messages i couldn't read it i think we need to blow it up it was too small for my eyes yep let me lean in here a little bit so uh, it says um But, oh, well, first of all, I want to, so it's, it's an obvious picture or like a screen capture of an iPhone and the name across the top doesn't actually have his name. It just says, sir. And here's a lead in, sir. There's a whole submissive domination thing that's going on here. And that's going to play a little bigger role in this story coming up. So the picture here, it says, it's of a name across the top. It just says, sir. So this is the ladies. The um,
1: the contact uh, name in the phone is yeah. not the doctor or boyfriend, it's sir.
0: Right, but it's the girlfriend texting with yeah. the doctor. And basically it's the doctor saying, um, the, or she's saying to the doctor, leave me alone, I'm scared of you. Please don't hire someone to hurt me or my family. Uh, He says, um, that stuff is all fake and I've known it's all fake. She goes on to say, I'm scared you will hire someone now to kill me. He says, but I'm scared of you. God, it's like so gaslighting. He says, I'm scared of you. You said, you know, people who can and will hurt me and my family, people that, uh, and then it's like blipped out. I don't know who the name is, but people that so-and-so knows. And then she says, you hired someone to hurt victim two from the dark web using Bitcoin.
1: Right. She just accused him of exactly what he did.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So basically he told, he must've told her about this plan. And now she's scared for her safety. And she's saying, I'm scared because you did this to your ex-wife too.
1: And actually, and look at his response. His response is great. That's on the right side,
0: Keith. Uh, Yes, that's absolutely did not. That's a lie. And you said, "Blank, contact his dealer people to hurt me, family." That is real, and I can't really read the rest. You basically said scam. that's a
1: lie. I didn't do that, but you did this, or maybe he yeah. blamed his ex-wife. Um, yeah. So, very, very There's telling on of, the phone there.
0: Immediately when he was like, "But I'm scared of you," I was like, "Oh my god, this guy's already starting to gaslight around this like this text yep. message already." so all right
1: we are now on april 6th of 21 this is where the case is cracked essentially where the fbi asked victim 2 which again is the ex-wife about her relationship with dr ilg or dr shitbag so we know that they were married in november of 2016 and that they first had a child in may of 2018 and shortly after the first child uh, the doctor found witness one, that's the girlfriend, on the internet and asked her to be a part of their relationship. So right away, I'm like, that's pretty impressive. So you get married and, and basically uh, after she has a, his wife has a baby, he's like, you know what we need? We need more people in this relationship, not more children. <laughs> exactly. And um, victim two, the ex-wife, became increasingly uncomfortable with this relationship. I don't know, Keith. I found that shocking. Um, uh, So now they're going through a contentious divorce. Victim 2, the ex-wife, and Witness 1, the girlfriend, kept in touch, though, all along. And Victim 2 also shared text messages between the doctor and Witness 2. Witness 2, I'm not sure who there was, by the way. I guess Witness 2 was their child care person. So, yeah, I I apologize. I mentioned earlier that I thought Witness 1, the girlfriend, was also helping raise the child – that is not the case. Uh, witness 2 was the child uh, care or the nanny. Um, Dr. Ilg, Dr. Shitbag, discussed a, quote, kidnapping scenario as, quote, as part of a sexual fantasy. And Keith put a keynote in here. Keith?
0: Yeah,
1: I said, with the fucking nanny? <laughs> like- yeah. So that's what the FBI gained from uh, a conversation with the ex-wife.
0: Let's move on. Yeah, and this, um, so I have the text messages. In this one, they don't have Surge. It says, Ron, um, I believe this is the one that comes from the nanny. And it says, you could just see him going off on fantasies. And I'm just going to kind of read this quickly for you. And there's
1: a line, by the way, here that I really, I found disturbing. You'll probably know which one it is.
0: So he starts and he says, so he's. this is him wooing. The Nanny, as I understood it. It says, it would depend on what I decide the scenario would be and your comfort level. As an example, if it was a kidnapping scenario, something many women fear and yet sort of fantasize about. Yeah, I thought that was extremely
1: fucked up to say such a
0: thing. (laughs) Like basically saying, women both feared, but
1: they kind of sort of really fantasize about being. Like, really? Do you really think that's the case? Because that's a pretty aggressive thing to say and think.
0: Yeah, and. I believe he's talking about the kidnapping scenario about his wife because then it goes on to say her name, victim to whatever her name was, wouldn't be able to see. And it's almost impossible for her to know it's not me. But if someone opening doors for me as I lead her outside and into a car, it would add a significant amount of intrigue and uncertainty. It heightens the experience, gets the adrenaline flowing and really charges the whole dynamic with just that little bit of difference. Of course, it would have to be planned out well ahead of time, so it certainly wouldn't be anytime soon. But knowing that I could have that extra tidbit of help adds dramatically. I hope that sounds fairly safe on your part, and if you wanted to be more adventurous, then that's possible, too. Whoa, whoa, that's all just so creepy, man. Yeah, it's, uh,
1: I don't even know, like, what to say, like... This is a guy that delivers babies. This is a guy that brings new life into the world, which should be most people's happiest day of their life. It's, a, it's incredible.
0: And now he's on to the nanny talking about his wife that way. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, there's more. There's more. Yeah. So uh, the next day after April
1: 6th, April 7th, the FBI interviews victim one. So victim one is his coworker who he wanted to have uh, her hands broken. So, We have a court document that reads on April 7th, 2021, I, as in law enforcement, uh, FBI, participated in an interview with victim one for whom Dr. Ilg, Dr. Shipbeg, solicited a hitman to physically assault by breaking her hands. Victim one explained that she previously worked for Dr. Ilg for several years and that he did not like her, possibly because he thought she had something to do with a complaint that was filed against him. Victim One surmised that Ilg may have faulted her for him not obtaining a position at another hospital in the region where she currently works. So on or around November of 2020, the doctor reached out to Victim One regarding employment and to, quote, bury the hatchet. But Victim One did not respond. So based on the interview with Victim One, Ilg's alleged animosity towards Victim One appears to have provided a motive for Ilg to hire someone to
0: hire her, excuse me, to harm her. Yeah. And if we switch to the let's see this would be the next day It'll be April 8th of 2021. Eight. We now have the girlfriend then sending text to the ex-wife again and she says same strange stuff has been has happened while we have been here and she's talking about Mexico.
1: Yeah, her trip to Mexico. I need to, yeah,
0: right. I need to talk to you ASAP when we get back. And you know, the the basically the FBI once they put the the text messages and everything together realized that you know this was the week that they were in Mexico and he was trying to have his ex-wife uh kidnapped. By the way,
1: witness one here, the girlfriend, wasn't really a good person here. If she was that concerned for the wife or ex-wife, she might have called her and be like, they're gonna fucking kidnap you. You need to get out of town or call the police right away. Taxi was saying some strange things have been happening. We'll talk when I get back doesn't really relay the seriousness of what Dr. Uh, Shitbag was actually trying to do that she clearly knew about. <laughs> she didn't even say lock your doors, man. She specifically knew about it. She said he's hiring people on the dark web to kidnap. She might not have known they were going to drug her two times a day, but she clearly knew this was going on, so she was no hero here. Yeah.
0: So, if you've been, if you've seen our prior episodes, you know that there can be some analysis on Bitcoin addresses and the the FBI did. They did that in this case too. So we talked about him putting money into these escrow accounts with Bitcoin wallets and so forth. And if you've never experienced this technology, don't really get caught up in the details here. Just imagine as if having a physical coin going into a physical wallet we have this virtual coin, which is sort of a a mathematical number, go into this virtual wallet, which is another mathematical number, and then it gets assigned to a person through sort of like an online bank. It's a a cryptocurrency company. Uh, Coinbase is one of them, and it's the one that's also in this case. And we talked a lot about Coinbase in our first few episodes. So what the FBI did is they went in and they... um, did an analysis on the Bitcoin and matched up the numbers matched up all the messages that they have repetitive of him saying, you know, X amount of money for this X amount of money for that in this wallet and that wallet. And they did this analysis and put it in a nice um, Excel spreadsheet and basically showed the correlation. So with Coinbase though, Seth, if you remember with Coinbase in gosh, what was it? Episode one, the community and i think it was Plug Walk joe there were a couple coinbase episodes where the fbi and law enforcement can go to coinbase and get a lot of good info from coinbase yeah,
1: like they have uh yeah they have a warrant or an affidavit uh yeah they can get it and they did
0: yep uh like driver's license pictures um names uh bank account information and so forth and so they did they looked at the bitcoin wallet addresses they traced it back to coinbase they use their investigative tools with um subpoenas and so forth to get the information. Well the funds
1: them. associated with the transactions, um yep. and they have the hashes which were outlined, um, were clearly associated with the account number in Coinbase
0: under his name. He didn't use an alias. He used his name. Because a lot of these a lot of these financial companies that will hold virtual cryptocurrency for you, the well, Coinbase is sort of on the up and up. You know, they're not a lot of people use Coinbase, so they require things like pictures of your driver's license and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot harder to fake that data than it would be to fake a you know a Google email account, for instance. So they have his phone number, his email address, his social security number, because with these cri- cryptocurrency accounts, if you start making money, Uncle Sam wants to get a chunk of it and you have to report your taxes, right? So all this stuff kind of plays back in together. Well, Coinbase has his true identity when the fbi uh went and served their court order on it got the doctor's information and it's just another one of those points in the evidence to show that uh this doctor was actually part of this whole scheme or these many schemes that we're talking about on the internet and by the way keith what would you pay to
1: uh or what kind of funds would you requ- would you require given that you're a hitman in your spare time um, to kidnap, drug, uh, and assault somebody. How much would you think that was worth?
0: My God, I would. I would think for a seven-day period. Jeez, I mean, a seven-day period. You got to be looking at at least ten k a day, at least ten k a day. So well, I how say about like fifty
1: six thousand three hundred eight dollars? Because that's what he had put into escrow for both crimes, right? For both victims. For the handbreaking and for the much more involved kidnapping, drugging, making sure that she's released, has sex with him, all that nonsense. Um, I thought that was kind of a shockingly low number.
0: I thought the bonus of $5,000 for teaching her how to inject herself with heroin, that seems like a very hard task for only 5000 That should have been like $20,000 right there. Maybe kidnapping her $5,000. Teaching her how to drug herself. That's worth twenty thousand dollars. That's the yeah. Part. I,
1: I don't know. I mean, how do you prove it? Go, go. Show us, show us, show us how to do it. Yeah. Very, very strange. Moving on. So this is one of my favorite um, parts of the case here. So on four eleven, right? So a couple days after the interview uh, of the both victims and the witness, the FBI interviewed Doctor Shitbag at Spokane International Airport. And there's several things here that are just really interesting. One, the interview was voluntary. He could have been like, "I'm not talking to you. You have to place me under arrest, and you know, you're going to have to, uh, you know, read some charges to me." Two, he admitted to using the dark web to hire hitmen. He admitted to using quote Scar to something. He admitted to the threesome with himself, victim two, and witness one he admitted to using a specific phone a specific phone called a track phone to contact a hitman on the dark web but he claimed that the phone was used uh, excuse me the phone was tossed into a pool
0: by witness 1 thinking that he used it to talk to other women i could he see to, that i right. could see that with this dude this dude like trying to hit on the nanny this dude this guy's hitting on everybody this i could just see her well being think about like, it if he left F his wife phone.
1: after she had a baby for you know, by basically didn't leave her, but by saying we need to add, you know, another lady into this mix, what's to think that he wouldn't want to do something more than that and keep moving? Because he clearly was nothing but net prior to this, right? Damn. Um he admitted <laughs> to transferring Bitcoin cryptocurrency from his Coinbase.com account to sites on the dark web related to the hitman. By the way, he was never under arrest. They were like, Hey man, and uh he claimed the hitman was a method of suicide. So his funds could flow to witness one because it would look like an accident instead of a – that was his alibi. Well, I wasn't hiring somebody to do anything bad to other people. I was going to hire
0: them to kill me and make it look like a suicide. And this is why it was important to get in there, why it was so repetitive. Because there was nothing in there that he said, I want you to do something to me anywhere in there. Right. (laughs) Right. But this is his alibi to law enforcement now. Yeah. So we have parts of the conversation with him and the FBI agent. So why don't you be the doctor, Seth, and I will be the FBI agent? And let's. Well, I get to be the through. doctor. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I know because you got you got a way better voice than I do. So let me be the FBI agent, and the FBI agent's name is Special Agent Parker. All right. So here we go. Excuse me, sir, Doctor Ilg yeah can i speak with you for a minute my name is special agent parker with the fbi
1: okay and then he's speaking to i'm not sure who np is but he said you guys go ahead
0: uh that's the uh girlfriend i believe
1: it is okay because they were but hes were i guess what well, did he have his kid with him because he said plural guys that's what threw me it's irrelevant to this
0: Yeah, possibly. I I know they were coming back from Mexico, though. So it was like, you know, he basically gets off a plane and is like, oh, my God, I'm speaking with FBI agents. All right. So then the agent says, could we visit with you in here? And I imagine it's like some interview room in the airport somewhere. So Dr. Hill says, sure. And then the agent says, come on in here, if you would. So before I go, should I have a lawyer? (laughs) Yeah. I watch a lot of true crime episodes of just stuff on TV set. And this is like every criminal says this. And then they just go start talking to him. And like, if you're going to mention you need a lawyer, just stop. Stop talking. If you say, should I need a lawyer? Just stop talking. But not this guy. He continues. So now um, the special agent says, that's always up to you. That's your call. Yeah. You're here of your own will. Yeah. If you ever want to get up and walk out, you're free to do that. But I, you know, we can't give legal advice. So let's just pause here. This is interesting because there's
1: been many, many court cases that talk about when a victim, and a victim, excuse me, when somebody basically can claim the Fifth Amendment and when somebody can claim that, hey, they are entitled to a lawyer here and they can stop this conversation. So the, the... and some of case cases say is once somebody says lawyer, they should stop and they should bring a lawyer in or arrest the person. Um, and it's interesting here because it seems a little gray area because I think what Special Agent Parker said is very clear. If you ever want to get up and walk out, you're free to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: So the next thing the defendant says is, well, so I prefer that at this point is to have a lawyer, not because I have anything to hide. And some would argue that the special agents should have just stopped at that point. But they also made it clear he's free to walk out whenever he wants. So it's a little bit of a legal gray area, I would say. Anyway, let's continue.
0: Yeah, so at this point, the the agent drops a bomb on him. He says, with that, we do have a warrant for your personal device, meaning his cell phones or iPads and stuff like that. The agent continues on and says, if you are, if you're interested, as I mentioned, we have a warrant for digital items in general, but specifically for your phone. So he so probably should have. As I was gonna say, he probably should have bricked at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you got my You got to go back a slide. Yep, Keith.
0: yep. Uh, uh. Sorry. Nope. We're um. I gotta continue. So the agent continues and says, "If you would like us to forensically image that for right now, and have you wait when we're done, you could take it with you, or we can take it and you could be on your way." And I'm gonna pause for a second because this is what. This is a prior life of one of my jobs, is basically doing forensic images of things. And if you hear that, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? So basically, the technology is this they can take your phone and plug a a cable into the bottom. So if it's like an iPhone, it's your charging cable. If it's your Android, like a USB C type of plug. And they plug it in this special device. One of the most popular ones out there is called Celebrite. And what it does is it copies. In in some cases, it'll copy every bit that's on your phone from, like, the very beginning to the very end. Every spot there could be data on your phone, it copies it. And you're thinking, okay, that sounds interesting. It goes deeper than that. When I copy every bit on your phone, we can actually undelete stuff. So when you delete things on your phone and your computers, it's not always deleted all the time you can what we call it. a
1: soft delete
0: yeah you can un- if if you get to it quickly enough you can undelete files so what the fbi agents are saying here <laughs> what they're saying to this doctor which would make him shit a brick is we're imaging your device meaning we're getting all the data on your device or and in between the lines are saying anything that's deleted we're gonna see and they're saying you can sit here and wait for us to image this device which usually it depends on the, on the device, but usually takes like minutes to hours. So it's not like days it's, it's relatively quick, but it's, it's a wait. Um, while they plug it into this device, he can either wait and have it done or they say, you know, we'll bring your device to you later on. So then the the defendant says, or the doctor says, Seth. Uh,
1: boy, it's my only means of communication is why I'm
0: hesitating. Oh, I know. Without that phone, none of us can function.
1: Right. Why don't you guys do that, do the digital imaging while I wait?
0: Okay. That way, I have my phone. Okay. And there is the caveat that if something goes wrong and we're not able to do it for some technical glitch or reason, then we need to send it off to a lab. Just kind of... Okay, okay. Just kind of in full disclosure. No, no, that's fine. We'll do what we can. We're going to be completely honest with you. We're not here to yank you around. Okay, no, that's fine. There's one thing that I will
1: share with you so that I don't have my lawyer, but I did put on here. See, I did, but I did put it on here. I will just read it to you because you were going to see it anyway. So at this point, you notice that the, the doctor was super polite and super easy to deal with. And did mention that he would like his lawyer, was told prior to that he can leave at any time. And when he realized, the reason why Keith kept saying he might have been shitting a brick was when he realized they were going to get all the contents of his phone, means all the logs of all the different activity he was doing on the dark web, he starts actually, well, the court documents state at this point, the defendant began a lengthy narrative in which he read a document saved on his phone. And the narrative described the defendant's dark web activities, which the FBI had never brought up, and explained the defendant had been trying to locate a hitman on the dark web as a way to commit suicide. So shortly after this, the defendant stated that he was willing to talk about his activities on the dark web without a lawyer present, which is crazy to me. As the defendant's narrative progressed, the FBI asked some follow-up questions and challenged certain of the defendant's factual assertions. Additional details and excerpts from the interview are described below. So what the, I think the discrepancy was, he's like, look, I, I do have a document that shows I went on the dark web. I'm not going to deny that, but I was doing it to commit suicide. I have a document that says so, which, as we noted earlier, is completely at odds with the multitude of instances of him explaining explicitly what he intended to have the hitman do regarding his ex-wife and his girlfriend. Excuse me, not his girlfriend, his ex-wife and his former colleague.
0: Yeah, and another thing, you know, not only is he shitting a brick with that, but he's also shitting a brick with, because apparently this is his communication device to talk with his whole harem of women that he has too. So if the FBI takes this device from him, he can't talk to any of his women, right, Seth? Uh, well, I wouldn't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So the um... so we're still on April 11th. Doctor Shitbag and his girlfriend, witness one, are also now back from Mexico, where the FBI also interviewed her at the Spokane where airport. So, one of the special agents uh, conducted the interview, provided the following information. Uh, that witness one provided information to doctor's estranged wife, victim two, about a confrontation that the girlfriend had with the doctor regarding his dark web activities and intent to scare victim two. Witness one, or the girlfriend, further explained that the doctor paid someone to scare victim two. The doctor claimed that he went to the dark web to gamble, but the witness girlfriend pointed out that she and the uh, doctor traveled to Las Vegas, Nevada on a prior occasion, and while there, he didn't gamble. Dr. Shitbag told the witness one about his alleged desire to locate someone on the dark web that would kill him so that his children could get an inheritance. So basically, what we have here is she's kind of spilling the beans, but she did indicate that he had told her about his desire to locate someone on the web to kill him, which was trying to corroborate his own self-made-up story so that he kind of had an alibi should he get busted here. The problem with that, though, as we know it mentioned earlier, was there's so much other evidence that are is contrary to that bit of information.
0: Yeah, she goes on and it says, <laughs> I love this part. She explained that she took his phone and threw it to the resort pool after suspecting he was speaking with other women my God, she should have wished he was only talking to other women at this point because he was trying to plot, you know, kidnapping and drugging his ex-wife. So she didn't know that he, you know, he had this device prior. Um, When she threw it out into the pool, he got really pissed off. He attacked her and said something to to the effect of, we're in Mexico. I can do whatever I want to you And I'm working with the Mexican mafia. Oh my God. And
1: (laughs) that he was arranging a hit on himself utilizing the telephone, which doesn't really sound to be specifically threatening. It
0: sounds bizarre. (laughs) Okay. All right. So when the FBI asked the girlfriend, when the FBI asked the girlfriend if the doctor would hurt, the ex-wife, God, there's so many people in here. She said that she hoped not. And she hoped that he still loved the ex-wife and their child. How messed up is this relationship where the girlfriend is hoping that he still loves the ex-wife and the child? It's just, Oh man. All right. So at this point, you imagine they're at the airport. Okay. Okay. They're talking to the girlfriend. They're talking to him. They're both shitting bricks, probably separately in different rooms. The FBI is now also searching his residence when this is happening. Okay, so he lives in Spokane, They basically Washington. got him
1: at the airport. They talked to him. They talked to the girlfriend, and they immediately drove to his house All right, and said, Would you like a ride home? That's where we're going. And they went right and to And they say...
0: Home. And they say, oh, by the way, we're there searching it. Would you like a ride back? Right. So, so of course, he takes them up on their offer and takes a ride home with the FBI agents who are searching his house. And they find a locked safe. Okay. How? So, they're the FBI, right? So, the FBI could probably pop at the safe if they wanted to. But not in this case. In this case, it requires a fingerprint to open it. They could probably still pop it, but the doctor says, hey, I'm going to be a pal. I'm going to give you my fingerprint. I'm going to open this safe for you. And he opens it. And guess what's inside? (laughs) I'm sorry. I got it. Guess what's inside the safe? There's a stick. There's a fucking sticky note that says scar two one five with a a password. That's Mufasa (laughs) with two dollar signs at the end. I originally, when I read it, it looked like it said Mufasa ass. But it's Mufasa with $2 signs at the end. So this this guy really loves his goddamn lions. And he, I don't know of anybody that actually writes down their username and password and puts it inside a locked safe with a fingerprint. But now I do. Now I do, Seth. Yeah, I <laughs> All right. So if that's not crazy enough, Seth, pause here because the doctor fucking tries to commit suicide. End of part one, guys. You're going to have to stick around and come to part two next week and find out what happens. Was this not a really messed up beginning of this case, Seth?
1: I mean, it was the best kind of true crime because it's so batshit crazy. And it wasn't just somebody who was like a 20-year-old you know, shitbag who you know, lives at home with their parents, right? He was trying to make a buck. This is a successful doctor who was so angry for various reasons um, through, I guess, a bitter divorce. And and it sounds like it's kind of of his own, you know, own, you know, positioning. I mean, clearly he was fucking around on his wife and she was kind of into it. Maybe not. I don't know. And then, you know, through a nasty divorce, got really upset about what she was doing to the point he was willing to hire a thug to specifically abduct her, pump her full of drugs. I mean, it was so fucking crazy to me. I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, And this is like a, you know, well-regarded senior doctor who deals with young babies, which is still such an odd juxtaposition to me. So, yes, this is one of the more crazy cases I've ever read about.
0: Yeah, I I when I was researching this, I was like, this is this could be made into a movie. So I don't want to give away what's going to happen in the end here. And please don't go on the Internet and research this because we've got a second half of what actually happens to this doctor. But I just want to at this point tell you how you can reach us. So if you want to go to our website, it's just e e-crime e-c r I M E B Y as in Yellow Milk T E S dot com. And if you look across the top, we got tons and tons of links. I've got the links to the nibbles. I've got links to all our social media accounts. I've got links to everything. So go explore. Uh, Please do leave positive feedback and stars. And it's educational. There's a glossary in there with lots of
1: terms of technical nature that we use that might help you in your everyday life.
0: Yeah. And while you're on this podcasting websites, please do leave us, you know, thumbs up or stars or whatever it is your app rates us on. And um, if you leave comments on things like Apple podcasts, we'll, if they're humorous, we'll read them on air. So with that, Please do come back next week and we're going to do part two of this case.